Hello, welcome to Her to Encourage, where we enrich, uplift, and embolden women just like you. So first of all, I hope you guys are having a great morning. You made it through Monday, (laughs) which I feel like sometimes can be the most difficult day of the week to get through, but um, it's a good day. You're here, you're ready, and I think you got all the tools to tackle today, honestly. So before you do that, today I want to talk about excellence, okay? So the reason excellence is on my mind is because I've been reading the book of Daniel, and the way I found Daniel, um, I mean, it's been in the Bible this whole time, of course, but the way that I kind of got interested is in my Bible, sometimes I highlight and I underline and I do different things to it whenever I see verses that really stick out to me. And I was flipping through and I looked at Daniel 6 and verse 3. And I had underlined part of verse 3 that says, because an excellent spirit was in him. So I thought, you know what? Let's talk about what is excellent. So that'll be our topic for today. So first of all, we're going to start with dictionary.com. Excellence is the quality of being outstanding or extremely good, right? And everybody that I know of wants to be outstanding in their field because I don't know of anybody that wakes up in the morning and goes, hey, I don't want to do anything. I just want to be miserable every single day. You know, I want to be subpar in my work. I want to be subpar as a parent. I want to be an awful spouse every single day. Nobody wants that. Now, sometimes you may feel that way depending on what set of circumstances are before you. But to be honest, we all want to walk in excellence. So I wanted to give you a few things that I learned from reading Daniel. So just to give you a quick backstory. So they mentioned Daniel um, because in the year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, which if you go to church at all, or even if you sort of have some Bible knowledge, you've heard that name before. (laughs) He came to Jerusalem and besieged it. So during that particular time, he wanted some noble men, some children of Israel to serve under him. Now he was looking for men who were good looking, didn't have any blemishes, gifted in wisdom, possessing knowledge, quick to understand, and who have the ability to serve in his palace. And not only did he want them to come with the entire package, he also wanted them to be able to learn a new language and the literature that they weren't necessarily familiar with. Now, I don't know about you, but This king, even though he took over Jerusalem, he already came in looking for excellence. No different than if you're looking for jobs right now or you're trying to find some type of employment, the employers are looking for excellence. And most of the time we, you know, we know how to fluff our resumes or we know what to put on the application to even get our foot in the door. But once you're there, you want to make sure you walk in excellence so that you will be chosen if that is what you seek. Same thing with marriage. You know, it's like when you're thinking about marriage, even if you're single right now, I learned myself that I had to step back from some things and walk in excellence myself before I brought somebody else into the mix. So King Nebuchadnezzar is already looking for somebody who is on top of it. Now, the thing about this king, 
is that he gave them a daily provision. So he gave him some food and some delicacies and wine that he drank and three years of training for them so that at the end of that time, they could serve him. So even though he wanted some really awesome guys up front, he also wanted somebody that was teachable and trainable because he had some things that he wanted them to learn and implement under his reign. Now, the cool thing about him giving them provisions, you're like, man, they didn't have didn't have to work for food. They didn't have to worry about, you know, where um, their next meal was going to come from because this king looked out for them. And he did. However, Daniel had decided, and I like this verse, it says in verse eight of chapter one, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested that he didn't have to defile himself. And so I've read in numerous places, you know, the king's delicacies included, you know, meats and different things like that. Well, Daniel was basically like a vegetarian. It says he pretty much ate vegetables and water in verse 12. So the first thing in being excellent is knowing what you believe and standing your ground. Because in this scenario, if you know anything about kings, if you watched any of um, all these shows that they have on Netflix about different kingdoms, when you go to a king, back in the day, you had to have a certain posture about yourself and you had to be very humble. And a lot of times you probably had to pray before you go up there because depending on what you requested, the king could be like, yes, let's go with that. Or he could be like, how dare you? And that'd be kind of the end of your life. But Daniel had already purposed in his heart that he was not going to defile himself with the meat. He said, this is my diet, vegetables and water. That's what I want to stick to. Now, it goes a step further. It says that God brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of eunuchs. So he did have some favor. And I'm pretty sure that chief spoke on his behalf. And then Daniel issued a challenge to them. He said, test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. And then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat that portion. And then you'll see if it works or not, basically. So the chief did that for 10 days. And it says at the end of the 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacy. So after that happened, the chief actually took away the king's delicacies from their own and just gave them vegetables. So vegetables and water. So you have to realize that sometimes, yes, you can't go through busting down doors and asserting yourself against authority willy nilly every time they say something to you. That would be like being defiant. But I think it is okay to know what you believe and to stand your ground. So if you know that whatever you have going on is 100% true and you've prayed about it, you've thought about it, you've talked to other wise counselors about it and you know it and somebody tries to make you do the opposite, then you stand your ground and you walk in your beliefs because you never know what kind of impact you may actually have on others. So after they went through this, it says, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And then Daniel also had understanding in visions and dreams. So when we look at Daniel, a lot of times when we read the story later on, 
you know, after he's gained all this knowledge and after he's been through all these different tests and we go, you know, Daniel is amazing, et cetera. And it seems like things happen all at once. But to be fair, he had at least those three years of learning, which is kind of like going to college. So the next thing that you need to know to walk in excellence is sometimes you might have to be patient. And I have to tell myself this because I am impatient. Like it does not take much for me. I want things now. I want them how I want them. And I don't want anybody to tell me any differently. And if you tell me no, I will go to somebody else and figure out who can tell me yes. That's a terrible trait, by the way. And that's not necessarily walking in excellence because sometimes it takes time to develop your gifts or to develop um your skills that you may have, or even for things to fall into place. Because sometimes, you know, people move around just like people move from job to job. People move from city to city. And sometimes if you're impatient, you may end up missing out on an opportunity because you jump the gun too fast. So the other thing is being patient if you're trying to be excellent. The last thing that I want you to know about being excellent is you have to operate in your gift. So like I said, God did give Daniel understanding and visions and dreams. And later on, it came to a time where Nebuchadnezzar had this really disturbing dream and he couldn't get anyone to interpret the dream. Well, along comes Daniel, who God does give understanding, and he's able to tell the king exactly what the dream means. Now, along that time, after Daniel told the king what it meant, Daniel spoke on behalf because he had favor. He spoke on behalf of his friends and they also were lifted up and promoted. So if you operate fully in your gift, whatever that may be, it may be, you might be the best loan officer at your company. You might be, you know, an influencer that is knocking it out of the park right now. You might be a mom who is, settling up those kids and you are making it happen every single day but whatever your gift is you walk in that because you don't know how that impacts the people around you for instance let's say that you're a mom and each day you get up you grind maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and some days you're frustrated and you're like i can't do this these kids get on my nerves <laughs> let's be honest And I'm just completely over it. But each day you're teaching them right from wrong. Each day you're teaching them characters who you are when no one is looking. And you're teaching them how to be good to all the people around you. You don't know what that gift is inside of that child. Because even though you might feel like what you say every day is really futile. It might be that that gift that you give that child propels them on to new heights as they become adults. So you always want to make sure that you walk in your best self in your gift in order to be excellent. Now, you might say, well, while I'm trying to be patient and while I'm trying to stand my ground and operate in my gift, what do I do while I'm waiting? So what I've learned thus far in my own experience And of course, keep in mind, just like everyone else, my experience is limited to just what I have gone through. But the first thing I've learned is, number one, I have to pray. And I know some people like, oh, prayer, blah, blah, blah. 
I do believe in praying and trying to align myself with God. I'm not perfect on that. Sometimes I'm like, God, I pray. I'm not jumping ahead of you because I can do that sometimes. (laughs) But definitely praying and trying to make sure that my heart is right before I do different things. Like even this podcast. And also making sure that um, not only my heart, but my spirit, everything is in line with him. Because I know at the end of the day, if I try to jump ship without him, it's not going to work. Or at least not how I want it to. The second thing is finding out what you believe in. So everybody doesn't have the same beliefs as me. You know, I can't, I can't speak for anybody else, but I am a Christian. I do love God. But even if you are a Christian, you need to find out exactly what, what do you believe even in that? Because you've seen some Christians that do some stuff and you're like, what? that doesn't make any sense and then you see other christians that are you're like okay those are my people or maybe you're not a christian maybe you're you know you believe a different religion or you believe politically you believe something different from your friends but you need to decide like what are your core beliefs so that that way as you're praying as you find your belief to me it's easier to stand your ground when people come against you because people will people are going to say stuff that is contrary to what you believe people are going to act out Or, and sometimes I just believe that's just a test to see what you're going to do. But when they do that, if you don't know what your beliefs are, you will crumble. You don't want that. So find out what your beliefs are, whether that's getting in the word, whether that's talking to some wise people around you, whether that's trying out some new things, either way, you need to find that. Then the next thing I would do after you finish praying, after you figure out what you believe in is hustle. Okay. So when I say hustle, that does not mean quit your job and go do something completely different. It just means get on your hustle, whatever that hustle may be. If you are a mechanic and you like working on cars or you like building things with your hands, then in your off time, you need to be working on perfecting that skill, watching videos, um, getting different kits or different cars or different whatever you work on to grow your gift. If it's that you are teaching and you're a teacher, maybe you get some kids to tutor or maybe you teach in other ways, teach online. If you are, I don't know, good at being a real estate agent, maybe you want to look at ways to perfect the sale, the art of the sale. But either way, you need to make sure that you're hustling So that you can do this next thing, which is to operate in your gift. So that's my last one. So make sure that whenever you, each day you wake up, even if it's for five minutes, you need to operate on whatever you think your gift is. Now, if it feels like work and it feels like it's a task and you're just over it, probably not necessarily your gift. Because I do believe that when it comes to your gift, it naturally, it's a little bit easier for you. So I would definitely look into that and looking at what four ways to grow your, your gift and to perfect it. Because one of my favorite scriptures talks about your gift will make room for you before a great man. And I do believe that your gift, regardless of what it is, if you're fully operational, it will do so. And that doesn't mean that it'll bring you in front of, you know, world leaders per se, but I do believe that it'll bring you in front of great men. Sometimes great men might be your granddad. I don't know, but just think about operating in that because not only are you 
doing yourself a favor. But like in Daniel's case, when he operated in interpreting the dreams for King Nebuchadnezzar, he was able to speak on behalf of his friends and all of them got promoted too. And I don't know about you, but yes, I would love to be in front of great men and I would love to be promoted. But I also want the people around me to win too, because more than likely they have poured into me over the years. It might be kind words. It might be jokes to keep me going. It might be just checking in on me. So if I win, everybody wins. So today, as you go forth in strength and dignity, make sure you walk in excellence. Have a great day. Bye-bye.